0: had a good session this past session and I think that that will provide a, a great baseline of where to begin our work this coming year. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast legislative session. Gotta have the ability to get their product to market. As long as you're performing we want to be behind you pushing. Welcome to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast legislative session presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Executive Director Brad White. Today we have a very special episode, a conversation between myself and the 65th Governor of the State of Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves. Governor, thank you for having us.
1: Thanks for being here, Brad.
0: thought we'd start out, we appreciate you hosting us in the wonderful governor's mansion of the state of Mississippi and has got a lot of history here and I've heard you tell a lot of good stories about it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this house?
1: Well, it's a it's a wonderful place. It's obviously very historic. Uh, it is uh, rumored to be the second longest continuously occupied governor's mansion in America. That's if you believe the people in the state of Virginia, which I don't always believe them. Not over our people. Not over our people. But um, it was built, uh, started in the late 1830s. Most of the construction occurred in 1841. And Governor Tucker and his family uh, moved in in 1842. And so, uh, as you can imagine, um, almost uh, just shy of 200 years of history here uh, in, in this building. And where we're sitting here today was in the original structure they added on. Uh, to the mansion in the early 1900s which is where the actual living quarters are and we've obviously uh, spent a lot of time in this particular building particularly uh, through the COVID pandemic both you and I have.
0: Yeah well that's what I was going to go to next during COVID as you said we spent a lot of time here reading over executive orders and things like emergency declarations and you kind of set the record in a way that sometimes you may not want to in the number of emergencies that you had to deal with but mention some of that.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. Going back to 1972, which is the year in which the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency first started uh, keeping data, the most federally declared disasters we've ever had in Mississippi before I became governor was four. During my first 14 months in office, and you were here for the entire time, we had 14. And, And we had everything from tornadoes to hurricanes, to flooding here in the city of Jackson and downriver in the Pearl River. Uh, The COVID pandemic was one of those 14 that lasted for the vast majority of the- Prison issues. uh, During the vast majority of the time. And obviously several of the uh, issues that we inherited inside of state agencies, whether it was at the Department of Corrections, the Department of Human Services, uh, and other challenges that we inherited uh, kept us very busy during that time. I've often joked that um, I've got three offices here in downtown Jackson, uh, one at the Sillars building, one at the state capitol. Uh, we do a lot of official uh, pictures and whatnot at the state capitol, and I'm back and forth at to Sillars from time to time. But because of COVID and how much we had going on, uh, we really use this office here more often than any other, uh, which brings pluses and minuses. The good news is when your office is in the same uh, building as where you live, then when there's a tornado or a hurricane or a disaster in the middle of the night, you can easily get to your office. That's the good news. The bad news is when you live in the same place that your office is, you never leave the office. And um, and that's certainly been um, true over the last several years and, and will probably will continue to be because this is, a, a while a, a great opportunity and a great job, it's certainly um, no day is the same as the day before, and there's always new issues and new challenges that have to be dealt with. And
0: it allows you to go from one... Uh, Issued other rather seamlessly by bringing people into one spot and you're able just to move through it pretty quickly It no, was like a central headquarters
1: That th- that, that is exactly right And and that's really what being governor is all about is having the ability and having a competent staff that helps you move From an issue that is incredibly important that may be way over here to another issue that is equally as important uh, within the same hour and completely change focus um, because there is constantly uh, things that need to be dealt with. Right.
0: Well, obviously this is a transportation podcast, and I've heard you talk a lot about uh, economic development. That's one of your major focuses since you've been governor. And transportation is a big part of that. And I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about that and how you see that fitting into the overall vision of improving Mississippi economically.
1: Yeah, obviously the uh, transportation infrastructure is a critical component of uh, a number of different areas uh, in the state number one you've got to move people to and from uh, work school etc you also have to ensure that you're investing to to ensure that we have uh, proper safety on all of our highways and roadways throughout the state and then third um, an issue that's critically important to me is you do not win large economic development projects unless you have adequate infrastructure to get products to and from the marketplace so uh, you talk about a, a major uh, investment that we recently announced which was the major aluminum mill up in lowndes county uh, the the we have advantages in our state in that we have waterways on the eastern side of of, of the state in the tennessee tom Bigby, we have the mississippi river that runs basically the entire western side uh, of our state when you talk about the north part of our state we've got the advantage of having um, interstate 55 and Interstate 40 just north of the state line there north of Memphis, uh, which literally can get goods and services all the, all throughout uh, the entire country if you're using the interstate. And then, of course, we also have the advantage of having a little small company uh, that's run by a, a Mississippian um, named FedEx <laughs> that certainly distributes goods and services there at the Memphis airport. And so we've got a lot of advantages. And one of the things that we've tried to do is to recognize where we have a competitive advantage and take advantage of it. And um, clearly, uh, as we progress forward, the thing that we're going to be talking more and more about is making sure, as we have identified the the 30 uh, best economic development sites throughout the state, and they are situated throughout the state, that we have adequate infrastructure, which includes certainly roads and bridges, but also includes water and sewer and Um, utilities and and other opportunities and so um, you think about some of the opportunities that we have to improve uh, safety I actually uh, talked uh, uh, to some um, reporters earlier today uh, they're very interested in uh, the safety issues that you and I have talked about around uh, Interstate 20 in Warren County and and I go to Eagle Lake from time to time and trying to get on uh, the interstate from highway 61 which is not unlike it in in those exits going all the way back to the river Um, It just was designed at a different time with a different number of automobiles that were riding uh, the interstate, and that needs to be updated, it's an extremely expensive project, but one that I think we're all working towards finding the resources to do. Uh, You talk about the the same can be said in terms of capacity when you look at the um, Interstate 55 coming out of Memphis and coming south. That is um, the first couple of phases of that have certainly been... um, have been completed where you have some six lanes south of the, the state line. But when we put made the decision to spend a, an enormous amount of money on I-269, it really opened up a ton of, uh, of land for more economic development, for more homes. And it's literally taken, and you probably know the numbers, but it's taken 70 or 80 or 90,000 cars a day uh, that are now traveling on I-269 But yet the number of cars traveling up and down I-55 hasn't changed a lot. And so that's because we're seeing economic growth. We're seeing population growth in that area. And so we've got to continuously look uh, for ways uh, to stay caught up to the extent that's possible and – and, and that's just one example. There's so many others. Highway 15, for instance, there in, in Tippah County where 15 is four-laned up into the, uh, the Union-Tippa County line, and, and we're certainly working to find ways to, to extend that all the way up to the state line over time. And then you come down all the way to the south part of the state in, in I-10, and, mm-hmm. and you've got certainly um, six lanes of I-10 uh, that turn into four lanes and then go back to six lanes throughout um, south Mississippi that, again... Uh, we've got to continue to work towards. And you've got the north and south corridors coming off the Gulf Coast that, again, you talk about the need for economic growth and economic development and focusing on that, but you also have safety issues where you're trying mm-hmm. to get people off the coastline if, in fact, a, a, a hurricane uh, is sitting out there exactly in the Gulf. Right. And so it's, um, there's, there's no shortage of, of opportunities. And one of the things that I've really appreciated in your uh, tenure at the department uh, is we sit down and talk <coughs> about these issues, and, and we recognize that we have challenges, Uh, But just as as I said in my very first State of the State address, I got elected not to hide our challenges but to actually try to fix them, and that's what we're trying to do every single day, and we certainly haven't solved every problem out there. and um, We live in a world of limited resources, and that's just the way we are, but we're in a much better shape financially than we've ever been in, and now it's about let's talk about how we can invest the monies that we have collected in the most appropriate way, and I think we'll talk a lot about that over the next couple couple of weeks. Well, you'll remember, as Senator
0: Trent Lott used to say, talking about companies that we were trying to recruit into the state if they can't get here they aren't coming (laughs) and so one of the things that with your leadership and the leadership of the legislature that we've been able to do at the department of transportation which is i think will prove to be uh you know really dynamic for the state is restarting the capacity program Mm -hmm. where you're You're putting back major construction projects around the state that can move traffic better, that can move traffic more safely and efficiently, and do just what you were talking about, opening up other lands and properties around the state for more economic development enhancements enhancements around. No
1: doubt. Well, as you know, seven, eight years ago, we we looked up and we found ourselves in a position where we had a lot of rural bridges that were having troubles on, on mainly state aid roads, but not entirely. And so with the creation of the lottery, we created a new revenue stream, that could be dedicated to that particular purpose. Well, when you take a a new revenue stream that's dedicated to fixing bridges, and literally uh, y'all fixed hundreds of them uh, over the last several years, well, that frees up money in the operating budget to then look at some of these capacity projects. And then plus uh, the legislature, and and, and I signed into law an additional 40 or $50 million last year uh, to help with those capacity projects. And, And those capacity projects are incredibly important because we do have areas where we're seeing significant economic growth, and we have sure. significant population growth. And so some of these capacity projects are for the next economic development project, but a lot of them are catching up just oh, to, to where yeah. the development has gone um, so that we can move traffic and, and do it in a safe way.
0: Right. Well, talking about the legislature, there's a lot of other things going on other than just transportation. Anything special you want to talk about there or other uh, projects that you have that you're working on with them? Yeah,
1: the the, the legislature is in. We're, we're approaching a deadline day. Um, I know there were bills that were being debated when I was just over there uh, a few minutes ago. What we're really focused on this year is um, any legislation that we believe can help enhance making Mississippi a better place to invest capital, a better place to create jobs, and a better place to raise a family. That's really what we're pushing this year, and so we talked to We talked a little bit about um, my personal desire to eliminate the income tax in Mississippi. We've cut it from 5% to 4%. We've made real progress. There are nine states in America that have no income tax. Of the 41 states that do, Mississippi has the fifth lowest in America. Um, And not only do we have the fifth fifth lowest income tax, uh, we also have uh, the highest uh, amount for um, that that is not taxed. So if you make up to thirty six thousand dollars a year, you don't have an income tax in Mississippi. So you, it only starts uh, if you're a married couple filing jointly at thirty six k. And so again, that's the highest number in all of America. And so what we think is if we allow more people to keep more of their money, will be in an even better shape. And so um, we're certainly working uh, that. We made. We had the largest tax cut in Mississippi history six years ago. We surpassed that with the largest tax cut in Mississippi history last year, and we're still collecting over a billion dollars more in revenue. And so, those who are opposed to to tax cuts and and, and you can probably guess who they are. Uh, for those who are opposed to tax cuts, they they make the same old arguments that that'll it'll lead to significantly less revenue. But that's not necessarily true if you see economic growth and you see population growth and you have more people working, making more money, um, then actually tax revenues can actually go up. And so one of the reasons that we have um, expected collections this year between seven and, a half and $8 billion is because our per capita incomes in Mississippi over the last three years are up almost 20% and you know part of that is inflation but a big part of that is the training and retraining for jobs of the next 50 years rather than focusing on the jobs that we've had in mississippi for the last 50 years
0: well you've got your work cut out for you for the rest of the session <laughs> but i know that you'll uh, accomplish a good deal with that i would get in a lot of trouble before we get off of this if i didn't ask about miss ely and the family <laughs> we've got a ball game i think are <laughs> going to when we get through here
1: yeah i've got a senior in high school and she is uh, headed towards um, the end of her high school career, and um, she's just had a uh, she's just done a phenomenal job. I'm extremely proud of her. Uh, her uh, middle sister is in the 10th grade, and her young sister's in the 5th grade. So I'm actually uh, going to a 5th grade basketball game here shortly this afternoon for a few minutes. But um, the kids are doing great. It's uh, it was kind of a shock to move into downtown Jackson in uh, February of 2020. Um, but they've really adjusted well and they're doing phenomenally well in school and I couldn't be more proud of them. I tell folks I really do two things in life now. I work and I uh, watch my kids play sports, but not necessarily in that Isn't order. That, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember when you first became governor, the, the youngest daughter, the fifth grader, walking around with a clipboard, keeping up with everybody <laughs> at the mansion, making sure that they were doing right. Well, anything else do you want to mention before we –
1: I would just uh, thank you for for the work that you're doing at the Department of Transportation. It's really great when the legislative branch and the executive branch and the Department of Transportation uh, can sit down and try to work through issues, uh, work through challenges, actually solve the challenges of the day, um, throw the politics out the door, and just really do good things for the people of Mississippi. And I think that's something that over the last year and a half, we've really had a good working relationship and, and really all trying to pull in the same direction. It's a heck of a lot easier when everyone's pulling in the same direction and when you have 60% of the people pulling one way and 40% pulling the other, you don't get nearly as far that way. And so, um, look, we've got a lot of good things going on in Mississippi right now. Uh, We've got challenges that we have to address and that we will. But clearly, um, from an economic standpoint, our economy's on fire. Uh, We're investing more in infrastructure in Mississippi, whether it's water, sewer, roads, bridges, et cetera, than we've ever invested in the history of our state. Uh, We're actually fixing some of these problems that have persisted for hundreds of years And that's something that we ought to all be proud of. And we ought to all double down and say, you know what, we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep working on that. And that's certainly what I'm committed to.
0: Well, as Governor Barber you say, this is a team sport. We appreciate your leadership on the team and allowing us to be a part of it. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Extra Mile podcast. Remember that you can watch and listen to episodes by visiting gomdot.com forward slash the extra mile. You can follow us on social media at at MississippiDOT. And for more information on Governor Reeves, you can go to at Tate Reeves. And as always, remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways. Thank you, Governor.
1: Thank you.